Nostalgia everything is very in right now. I mean, the 90s and early 2000s are having a moment, which is why you need to make sure that you get a disposable camera and friendship bracelets on deck for Turning Point USA's Young Women's Leadership Summit June 2nd through 4th in Dallas, Texas. This is the largest gathering in the country exclusively for young conservative women or older conservative women. I mean, we do sell adult tickets, you know, so non-students are welcome. And our very first speaker drop was announced this week, which means there is still more to come. So far, look forward to seeing yours truly speak, but of course, but also cute conservatives you know and love like Candace Owens, Ali Stuckey, Kaylee McEnany, Lila Rose, and more. Limited space is available and filling up by the minute as speakers are getting announced. Do not miss out on the best event of the year. For women, go to tpusa.com slash YWLS and use code POPLITICS for 25% off. That's tpusa.com slash YWLS with code POPLITICS for 25% off. Their imperfections have been the brunt of some of the darkest and meanest hate groups on the internet. Their family dysfunction has been tabloid fodder, and the haters have had so much influence over their lives that Child Protective Services have even been called in. When I say haters, I'm talking about thousands of trolls devoted to how much they hate them. They've been together forever and have had years of going through ups and downs and being in the public eye due to his famous sister and her family. You definitely know them. Jesse James and Eric Decker are their sister and brother-in-law. They are not your average influencers, not just because they're conservative, but because they have a totally unconventional approach to how they market products and how they show their lives to the world. Sometimes it rubs people the wrong way because they aren't this perfectly curated family only posting themselves looking and feeling their best. They keep it real. And some may even say too real. I'm prepared to ask them about all of their controversies and rumors, including being characterized as bad parents, their public falling out with Jesse James Decker, whether they've ever cheated on one another, and what they actually have to say about some of the most outrageous accusations against them on the internet. This episode is piping pop culture hot tea. Please welcome Allie and John James to The Spillover. How would you explain to somebody who has never heard of Allie Green James or John James? I feel like you guys have so many names. How would you explain to somebody that doesn't know why you're famous or why people know who you are? Are we famous? Yeah, first off, oh I would God. say I, I wouldn't I wouldn't consider us famous by any means. I think the definition of, of fame is kind of skewed nowadays. Um, uh, some people know of us, but I definitely wouldn't say we were famous. You know, it's not like very often we're walking down the street in public and someone comes up and it's like, oh my God. But, you have, know what I mean? but have you been written about in tabloids? Um, yeah. See, I would consider I that so. to be some sort of level of fame. Okay. Fair enough, I suppose. People definitely know who you are. You guys are, I mean, are also influencers. You're Instagram influencers. Like you're posting what you're using, what you're doing, what your family's doing on a day-to-day -day basis. You have yeah. two kids, and how old are they, and what are their names? Emerson is 26 months. And We used Allie. to make fun of moms who would do that. <laughs> so she's, she's two? Two. So she's two. She's not, oh, is she? No, she's not two and a half yet, so. 
No, yeah. And, and then Callie and then is Callie. nine months. So, all right. I feel like it's important to kind of go back to when you guys first met because you've been together for a really long time. I followed you guys for years on social media. Yeah. So, yes, like way before, I mean, a very long time. We've been together since 2014. Yeah. So eight years. I feel like I've been wow. following you guys for that long, uh, just about. I love that. <laughs> how did you guys meet? How old were you guys when you met? And then how old are you now? I'll, I'll take this one. Go on. Oh, so no, I know what's I coming. Had, I was coming home from college from the University of Hawaii, Maui, and um, I really wanted to meet a girl because I was lonely out there on the island. <laughs> and so I, I went through a phase where I was on, uh, what was it? Was it Tinder? Yeah, he was on I was Tinder. On, I was on Tinder. We all and, were. Um, Not me. Really? I have never been on Tinder in my life. I've never been on a single dating app. Must be nice. Holly's a keeper. Um, I was on Tinder and I had met this one girl who um, I'd come to find. Uh, she was 17 and I was 19 at the time. So that was a no-no. So um, I told my buddy who was from Buffalo about it. And he was like, oh, well, you know, I could set you up on a double date. Um, and so he had a friend named Jessica and Jessica was friends with Allie. And um, Jessica told Allie she had this guy that she wanted her to meet. And yeah. Allie almost didn't go. She no. didn't want to go. Um, but she did. I did. But the kicker is that I was also 17. No way. <laughs> she lied. But I said that I was 18. Because she lied. it was that I wasn't, I, I couldn't be 17. Yeah. But my friend was like, I really think this guy is like good for you. And I was like, I'm so not into it. Like I had gone through a breakup and then like a random person. And then I was just like, I'm just not into it. Well, how soon, I mean, after you guys met, how, when did you have to explain, John, like, okay, so you might know that I have famous family members. Like, because I feel like that's you so weird. Did I tell you day, day one? one. <sighs> how do you I tell really people I really don't that? remember. Um, what happened was we were driving and we got in, in the car alone because the two other two went into the store. And because we stopped at a gas station and he was like, so like, you might know so-and-so and this. And I was like kind of confused i was like what because i didn't really know what he was talking about at first and then he like told me but we didn't really get into like super into detail with it i, I think it was more so with me when i would date girls back then because there were weird situations i would always want to hopeful that they didn't know yeah because obviously like you don't want to you know date someone and it be for the wrong reasons absolutely so i truly don't remember mentioning it but if i did it was probably my way of checking to make sure okay like this girl doesn't want to just go on a date with me because my sister's famous and i didn't um, even get to i didn't see know anything about him before we met so like it was totally blind it and was it yeah was. he got in the car he asked his friend like what does she look like is she cute and his friend was like sitting in the back. So he's like, I don't know. I was he had so never nervous. met me. I had never met his friend and I picked him <laughs> up. I was so nervous. I, this is going to sound really messed up. I'm going to sound terrible saying this. <laughs> but the the date the night before was so bad. I told my buddy, I was like, if she gets in the car and she's ugly, I'm not getting in the car. Because <laughs> I was mad about the, the night before. Yeah, he and said he was going to get out. And, and so he's texting me and he's telling me, I can't tell. And I'm like, okay, I can't this tell. isn't good. This isn't good. And then I got in the car and when I saw Allie, I'm telling you, it was like love at first sight. Oh. I, I literally looked at my friend, Matt, and I was like, oh my God, like she's gorgeous. Like what? You know, because when someone tells you they can't tell, you're like, okay, he just doesn't want to say that because he doesn't want me not getting in the car. Yeah. But I saw Allie and yeah, I was like, oh my God. Do you feel like you guys were instantly 
zero to 60 very serious from the get-go or was it like oh we're just friends we're just talking and then gradually it got serious over time because I just feel like you guys are so young to be married already and have two kids like how old are you now I'm 25 I'm okay. 27 but you guys started dating when you were teenagers yeah, 17 and 19 yeah so how serious how soon did it get serious at first <laughs> I, I want to say like I didn't want it to be right even yeah. though I really liked her like I was 19 and I had just uh, started dating after not dating for a really long time in Hawaii. So like, I kind of wanted to have fun, I guess. So I didn't want it to be super serious. And I, I felt like at first, as we like continued to get closer, um, I would try to push her away. Like I would make plans with her and then I would just like cancel the plans no, on her. No, you were that guy? I was terrible, yeah, yeah. He gave me the wrong number at first. What? And I don't even know if he did it on purpose. Like, I don't was either. it? He doesn't I know swear, because he remember. was like, I had this phone number before. I, we've never gotten to the bottom of that. Like, did he give yeah. me the wrong number on purpose? And I texted him because he was like, let's hang out tomorrow, like alone. Yeah. And that was after the first time we hung out. And so I was like, all right, give me your number and I'll text you. Well, I texted him, never answered. So I texted my friend and I was like, he didn't answer. And she was like, oh, like, did you get the right phone number? And she had his number and she was like, oh, that's not the right number. And I was like, all right, well, don't say anything because he clearly was trying to ghost, like, no, don't want to talk that's to this girl. So I was like, all right, he doesn't want to hang out. But then she like kind of forced us to hang out that night because she was like texting him, you need to text her. And then it happened and... How soon into your all's relationship did you know, John, this is absolutely the woman I want to marry? Um, I think when you're a young man, you, you might like kind of flirt with the idea at first. Um, so I think very early on, I thought that she was someone special. Um, but then it's like, you know, you go away for college and um, she's not there. And, you know, very quickly, very quickly you're like, I want to just have fun and stuff. So I think when, whenever I was like, okay, this is for real, this is a forever thing would be um, after Allie moved to Loris College where I was going to college to go to college with me. And when Allie stayed with me um, through me just kind of being a loser, to be honest with Why? you. Why? What, what, what do you categorize as you being a loser? Dropping out of college, living in her dorm and working at Dunkin' Donuts. Why did you drop out? Um, I, I hated college. I, I couldn't help but feel like it was such a waste of time. And whether it's because there was some truth to that or I was just distracted. Um, I just, I just didn't love college. I, learning, you know, just such a huge scope of information that I felt like would never be relevant to my actual career yeah. was really hard. So many other kids do it. You know, and kudos to them, but I just couldn't do it. You know, I saw so much more value uh, making donuts. <laughs> donuts. Ali, did you feel like that? Were you feeling like unattracted to him in that period of his Not life when he was figuring all. things out? You didn't Not care? Not at all. No, I, I think part of it was probably just because I was young. Like I was still, I was just in my first year of college. Like I... I just loved him so much. Like, I didn't really care. That was never like, I wanted to be successful one day. And, you know, like everybody wants to be successful one day. But it just was like so far in our future that I just was like, I just love him for him. Like, I don't care what he's doing. He's working. Like, a, it a, could be worse. He could be not working. I was a total pothead at the time, too. Oh, yeah. Well, he was a total so, pothead, so, uh, which wasn't my favorite. Of, um, yeah. Which 
it is what it is. Everybody does their own thing. I mean, I it's legal care. pretty much everywhere exactly. now. Exactly. Like, but for me at the time, it was just like, I just was, I wasn't into it. So it was like not something we could like share together. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was like such a big part of his life because like that's what everybody's doing. And it was like nothing for me. Like, so, so did you stop because she didn't like it? Um, no, I s- smoked for quite some time after that. Um, I think I stopped uh, maybe like a year prior to the pandemic or something. Um, when things got serious, you know, which I wasn't smoking every day before then, yeah. but around that time when, when I was like, okay, like, I don't know what this was. Um, and when it first kind of started breaking, um, I knew that like health was the utmost priority. So I didn't want to be smoking anything, you know? Um, yeah, that's a good point. Allie, do you remember the first time that you met John's family? I met... <laughs> I met his mom because she walked in on us. No. Do you mean no? We weren't. No, 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 no. It was just like we were we were at his house and we went upstairs and legitimately we were not doing anything. We that's not entirely. I think we were just kissing each other. (laughs) No, I definitely Okay, there's like some discrepancy. Someone says that I had a shirt off. You I remember it like it was yesterday. I know I didn't have my shirt off. You had you had just a bra on. No, I was wearing a crop top. It was like soup. It was like this. You had a purple bra on. I promise <laughs> That's you. That's not when I was wearing a purple He's bra. He's like, it's burned into my memory because my mom walked in. Well, she was she... freaking out more than me. Oh, I was. was. His mom walked in with a flashlight. It's like 2.30 in phone. the morning, Alex. Okay, but here's yes. the thing. Like, if you follow John and Allie, like, you know every member of their family. Like, this is just a thing. Your all's entire family is, you know, on social media and very public, whatever. So, like, everyone knows your mom is Mama Karen. Yeah. And so, was her, she seems to me, like, as someone who doesn't know her actually in real life, she seems like a cool mom like she'd be like she would be like the mean girl's mom in my head like oh you guys let me know if you need anything <laughs> no, it definitely wasn't what like was that. what was her reaction <laughs> no no she uh she said that i needed to leave right away <gasps> yeah. to him. No. she was like she needs to leave right, right now. now but it wasn't mean at all she was just in like front she of need- you yeah she was like yeah. she needs to leave right now and i was like mortified oh and so gosh. we walked downstairs and i'm like <gasps> oh my God, is everything going to be okay? Like I'm thinking his mom is never going to let me like let him see me again. And so I was like, okay, well that's it. But then um, he was like, no, it's fine. Just go. So I left. We ended up hanging out. I think he got like grounded. Like he wasn't really grounded. He just wasn't allowed to <laughs> hang out for like a second. But then he was like, oh, I, I want to hang out there. So I went over like a couple days after and met his mom in real life. So what did you say after the- She was just like, nice to meet you again. <laughs> like, nice we to made meet a you joke with a shirt on it. or something. Okay, so you yeah, just moved on. Yeah, we made a joke about it. It wasn't, she was never mean about it at all. Mm-hmm. It was just kind of like, she needs to go, obviously. She's a mom. She's like, what is this girl doing in my son's bed? Right. Out. But she was nice about it. We just made a joke about it. And I think that when I met her, I think your sister was there. So I think that's when I met Who? like some Senior of your Jess. family, Jessica. I don't remember her being because there. we had ravioli. Your mom made me that ravioli, and everyone was grilling me while I was sitting there because I was the only one eating. Was it just Jess or was Cindy? There? No, it was just Jess and Vivi. Okay. So it was like, then they left. Like they were only there for a couple of days. I don't okay. know. I didn't meet Sydney until Christmas. Okay. So that was in July, and then I didn't meet his other rest of his family until Christmas because I spent Christmas with them. Right. Okay. And so you have, um, which I love that you share, you have a sister with Down syndrome. I do. Was it a big deal for you to invite John over to meet her? And were you nervous? Like, is she going to like him? Is she not going to like him? Sarah loves everyone, usually. (laughs) She definitely, like, treated John like a brother, though. Immediately. Yeah, like, right off the bat, which she doesn't get like that. So that was really special to me. Um, I would say it was more like my mom, (laughs) meeting my mom, 
because I lived with my mom at the time. So yeah, she was just like meeting my sister and my mom. And it's always a big deal when somebody comes to meet your family. Yeah, every single time. <laughs> Do you think with each other's families that you guys immediately hit it off? Or were there any weird vibes besides his mom walking in on you from the start? So at first, once I found out that Allie was 17 and I told um, my mom that she was 17, my mom was like, no. She was like, jail bait, no. Which um, I know in some states, like a two years difference, it's really, it's not a big deal at all. Um, but what state, in what state were you guys living in? We were in New York. We were in New York. I don't actually know what the rule was. So. I think it's like the Romeo and Juliet. Like as long as you're within three years, it doesn't matter if one's over the age of 18. That's what I looked into when I was trying to justify his dating. <laughs> oh my god! My mom was like, no, like when she found out, you know, she was 17, but then... My mom loved Allie. After she My met mom me. loved yeah. Allie. She I don't know really how anyone did. couldn't. Like, and we'll get into that. Just the 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 massive amount of online hate that you guys get because I don't get it. Like, I, like I said, I have been following you guys for so long and immediately liked you guys. Felt like you guys were so real, so genuine. You don't seem to put on these weird fake influencer vibes that I feel like a lot of people do. So I just don't, I don't really understand the whole cloud of hate, which yeah, we'll get into that. But like, when did you guys decide, hey, we can make a serious living off of influencing, which I hate that word, but like influencing, posting, affiliate links, all the stuff. And how did you decide to go ahead and pursue that? So I think that when I was in my first year of college, I got asked to like share a shirt like someone was going to send me a shirt for free and I was going to post it. Yeah. And I was like so excited, obviously. You're like, oh my God, I'm getting something for free. And this was like way back when. So it wasn't like influencing wasn't even really what it is now. Like people weren't doing that on Instagram. Um, and after that, I started to get a couple more like trade type things. And then I had an agency reach out to me and ask me to do $75. <laughs> Give me $75 for a post. I think it was for like Teamy or something. Um, and I was like, oh my God, yes. Like, this is so cool. Or you know what? It was like a nutrition shake or something. Like, I don't even think they're around anymore. Was but, it uh, orange logo? Yeah, 310, 310. 310 nutrition. Yeah, I think they're around still. <laughs> Maybe they are. I haven't seen they're them in around. forever. I but either. Yeah, so I did that. And I don't know. It, it starts once you have like an agent reach out to you, especially... And and once you have an agency like reach out to you, they'll kind of just start to bring you more deals. And that can happen from whether you're like represented by an agency or if, you know, it's just like a bunch of different kind of PR agencies like reaching out. They'll keep you on a list. So they'll keep sending you stuff. Um, and I don't I honestly don't know when it was like a full transition. I used to do eyelash extensions. Like I while, remember that. Yeah. When you guys I lived was, in Nashville, right? Yeah. While yeah. I was doing the Instagram stuff. Um, John did like some deals, but you really like took it somewhere when we opened Strong and Sexy Fit. Yeah. Because here's the thing, there are a lot of people that don't understand. It seems like you guys are really living this high roller life and they think you guys are just rolling in money and they don't understand where it comes from. So so could you speak to that? We definitely don't live a high roller yeah, life. Yeah, like we're, we're by no means like, uh, you know, we're not multimillionaires. No. <laughs> you know what I mean? We're not. Um, yeah, we, you know. There are people who do that from influencing, but. Do, you know, nice house and car, but, you know, we saved for those things. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, yeah, our primary source of income is Strong and Sexy Fit now. Um, yeah, and that's your all's, your all's business that you have now. Yeah, which. Um, Started as Thank e God we do since, you know, I got canceled from yeah. doing posts. <laughs> but, do yeah, it started anymore. off as. Um, 
you know, eBooks in 2017, just fitness programs, and then obviously evolved into a, a supplement company, which is what it is today. But yeah, um, that's our primary source of income. Like I said, you know, I'm not going to get into specifics, but we're by no means, you know, multi-million. Yeah, you got to remember, we rented a house forever. We were in the Nashville market. Like our house went up like a hundred grand right. in a very short amount of time. Yeah. So it's like everybody in the national market's like trying to sell their house right now. I mean, everyone in America, but especially the national market. So, you know, we had one car forever. Like yep. we drove one vehicle. So we saved a lot of money. Are for you guys a lot both savers or one of you more of a spender than the other? Um, <laughs> my spending's probably a little bit more sporadic than Allie's, but Allie's is more consistent. I did this the other I'm day consistent. to Allie. I told Allie if she could go 30 days without ordering a package to the house, I would give her 10 grand in cash. Oh my gosh. I turned it down. She turned it down. <laughs> Immediately, she turned I was it like, down. No. She said no. This is not worth it to me. Yeah. My boyfriend calls my apartment the FedEx store because I have so many yes. packages coming in and out too. So I get it. I she, totally get she's it. She's so desensitized to it at this point. Like she doesn't even open them, you know? I'm okay, that way. is not true. I've got kids. I've got stuff going on. So if packages sit at the door for a couple of days, it's like, I'll get to it when I have a chance because I really want to like relish in the moment of my new item that I've got. Do you guys care about who has more Instagram followers or, you know, more in Instagram story viewers or anything like that? Do you get competitive about your followings? With each other? Yeah. Oh, Ali's en engagement is definitely, definitely better. Well, considering how many more followers you have, it's not. But that's not. Okay, but you got deleted I by have Instagram. a couple times yeah. Allie has as I well I have to you know right. yeah. but I mean it's not really comp competitive between us there's we, sometimes healthy competition like yeah. when we were both like around each other but then I like blew past him and it's like oh. now it's not even <laughs> left yet in the trenches <laughs> loop giveaways <laughs> loop giveaways you know those are becoming oh, really unpopular yeah. now yeah, yeah, yeah. they're saying like, her instagram hates it and they like hurt your engagement if you participate in those now yeah allegedly yeah. i i mean i don't necessarily think that it really like hurts you because i've definitely done some like i think i did one recently i mean one didn't hurt me i think that it got mostly unpopular because it was like constant it was every oh gosh, single person crazy. that you were clicking they had like multiple going on at once yeah. And I was like, whoa, this is too much. And so I really, you know, I was doing them for a while, but definitely never like some of these girls were doing it. And I finally was like, ah, I'm done. So if one of my friends asks me to do one every now and again, because they need another person, I'll be like, yeah, sure, I'll jump in, whatever. But like, I definitely don't. I know that you guys were really young when you got together, but had either of you had, I mean, any semblance of like a more serious relationship before each other? Or were you guys each other's first big love, first big love? We both had major I think we relationships both had a before. Big relationship before. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. I was in a two-year relationship in high school. I've always had girlfriends. I, I've never been like much of a much of one to be single. I liked having a girlfriend always. All right, so I had to go on a I had to go on this like deep dive of the internet. I mean, to read and look at all of this stuff that people have accused you of. Uh, allege against you guys and I mean honestly it, you would think that you guys were like in a mob family the way they talk about you know all your alleged crimes which I don't understand so I went through and I I have found pretty much I think most of every single big allegation rumor things that people want to know about you guys I've accused you guys of so I'm just gonna go through this and ask you guys about all of this and this is your chance really to speak to all of these haters that 
have talked crap about you, honestly, and troll your family. So one of the first things is, and this is not necessarily an accusation, but just an observation that people don't like. They say that your all's house is too messy. They are aggravated that as influencers, you guys don't curate your posts enough, that you guys aren't super well put together all the time, hair, makeup, perfect outfits. Your kids aren't, you know, always perfect looking every single time they see you. Is that fair for people to criticize you guys of that? Those people are living in a fantasy world because nobody's house, especially with children's house is put together all the time. If they, does no one live in that house? Your house is going to look like somebody lives in it. I mean, my kids, from the second they wake up, they're getting breakfast, food all over the place. Yeah. Toys are getting ripped out again. I'm not going to get ready every day. Like, I, I have no reason to get ready every day if I, you know, am leaving the house or I have something going on. Yeah, I'm going to hair makeup whatever. I'm the same way I do not put makeup on or anything if I have a few days off I'll go out I'll run errands everything and I put my hair in a messy bun because look how we have to do so much hair and makeup every single day when I'm on camera I enjoy that when I don't have to do it I also like I am not going to paint this picture that this is this perfect life a curated feed I have tried to do a curated feed before I end up hating it it's so time consuming like <sighs> yeah people who have this just like perfect put together Instagram life they are pre-recording their things they're not getting ready every day they just show you clips from only when they're ready and like yeah some people do that and that's that's their brand but that's not my brand my brand is that I'm literally just a mom who works from home and my house is a mess like sorry yeah I clean it up but it's not going to stay clean for very long does I'm it bother brand. you John when people <laughs> say that you guys are messy or a dirty family um dirty? I'd say with all the other accusations that is one that's just like pales in comparison uh, yeah, okay you got me I'm I'm messy my house isn't always the cleanest I'm not posting a story of me in the backyard cutting my grass after you know what I mean like yeah. I, I I don't I don't care I I find like people who do like do very like composed stories and posts on Instagram um it is so cringy to me it's nauseating to me too. It is so cringy to be like you, you, you care this much, like not to say you shouldn't take care of yourself, obviously, but like who are you really doing it for at that point? You know, like it's just it's a little extra. Also, for like, me. are you really gonna tell somebody that they don't take care of themselves or their house? Like, are you in my house every day, all right. day? No. You see, even if I had a hundred clips or ninety nine, because that's the max that they'll let you do, you get fifteen seconds of that. That's like less than. I can't do the math on the spot, but that is less than like 15, 20 minutes a day. What was the first big scandal that happened where you guys realized, okay, wow, there are a lot of people online that hate us? First thing. God, there's there's been so many. Alex, you're going to think <laughs> I'm like mean, sounding was it dramatic. Family drama? Um, was the family drama the stuff that really kicked it off? There was the Becca thing with the shaving. What's the Becca God. thing with the shaving? Uh, this is so funny to me, too. This is so ironic now. If this if I get in trouble for hate. saying yeah, this, you can just cut it. But there was this girl. What was she on? The Bachelor or something? Yeah. Oh, that, oh okay. she doesn't right. shave. Rika. Martinez. I didn't what, know who she was. Yes. yes. Didn't know who she was, yes. but I saw a post, which I was unaware at the time, that we had like the scope of influence we did. Because when I did these stories... I didn't include her face or anything. It was a clip of her when leg. When I tell you, if this was her leg, it was like this, this much. much. You couldn't, but you want to know why everyone knew it was her? 
because she, she doesn't shave yeah. and everybody knows that i so know exactly like, okay yeah. yes yeah anyone that is like a fan of bachelor nation you know that becca martinez girl because i talked about her on politics i cannot stand my most hated bachelor nation people for me are rachel Lindsay, uh the becca martinez girl and then oh gosh Who's the other person? Shoot, I'm blanking. But anyway, recently in a politics episode, I had discussed this. And she is this, you know, she's very left-leaning, your stereotypical feminist type that is very proud to not shave at all. Like, she is full arms out. You could braid her armpit hair type of girl. And and so I saw that, and I saw that this was like, she posted or said something in some uh, major news article, like, did a post about, like, this is the epitome of, like, feminism. And she's a hero for this. And you know what? Maybe I didn't have uh, a, a good reason to be bothered by it, but it bothered me because I was like, "This is pathetic." Right. That this is this is where we're we're setting the scope of achievements. You didn't shave your legs. You're a hero. You're a feminist. <laughs> Congrats. So all I did is did a post of her leg, and I said, "I'm sorry, but you're not a hero for this. This isn't uh this isn't a representation of a female empowerment. Like this to me, honestly, is laziness." Okay. Ooh, that's good. And maybe I was wrong in saying that. No, I don't think you were. Well, you know what? I got, I got, tr- she like found it, tagged she me in her stories, out. freaked she, out. She definitely like is the one that Took was. Took the Instagram. Yeah. It was like a whole thing then. And and you know how that is. It is like a cult. So they will latch on to you, attack you, and they will never leave. Started yeah. ripping us apart. And I actually, sometime after the fact, um, apologized to her, messaged her and said sorry, to which she accepted my apology. And then I want to say last year, this is the same human being that comes out and says that while she's having sex, she likes to breastfeed. Yes. And I thought to myself, there you go. Right. These are the type of people. Well, These are the types of people. To, like, okay, so just to, to paint an example of how bad it was when that happened, I was pregnant with Emmy at the time. And... I, I was like six months pregnant and her like fans were saying that they hope I miscarried my child. They wanted my child to die because yeah. John said that she had hairy legs and doesn't shave. It's deranged. It's, it's, a, crazy. it's crazy. It's crazy. And I told her that. I was like, honestly, I hope that you know that this, because you wanted to start something about this, this is what this led to. Your little people are saying that they want my child to miscarry. And it wasn't like one or two people. It was like the masses like hundreds of dms from these people and she was just like well that's not my like she basically just said that's not my fault well it is sorry okay like sorry so that was that was probably like a big maybe it was of my own doing um i don't think it warranted the response that we got but yeah it was definitely immature of me to to make the comments um and probably out of place but i was just so perplexed because we were kind of in the beginning of this massive leftist movement. Yeah. And so it was kind of just like culture shocked me. I'm like, this is where we are, which nowadays, God forbid, I would never address anything like that. Um, but back then it was just like, what is this? You know? Yeah. Do you guys read the stuff that people post about yourselves? So 20, when was, uh, in 2020, spring of 2020, I made a commitment to myself, like to stop checking our hate pages. I was like, you cannot do this anymore because it was taking up so much of my time. And I was a new mom and I was like, this is so unhealthy. Like when you're a new mom, you're like, well, after you have a baby at all, you're so fragile. You like are unsure of yourself. You're like, don't know if you're doing everything right. And, you know, I was definitely having like some postpartum anxiety. Um, which I didn't even know was a thing. Mm-hmm. But the looking at the things that people would say about us just made it even worse. And 
that that's not to say that they don't still, you know, climb into our DMs and like send us specific things that they'll say. But I just immediately hit the block button now because they're literally not worth my time. We are so block happy now. Yeah, oh, I don't same. Care. I don't care if if you message something that is even passive aggressive towards yep. me. Bye. Okay, goodbye. And nine out of ten times, you look at that passive aggressive message and you scroll up. They've been doing it for years. Mm-hmm. It's obsession. For years. Yeah, it is. It's very odd. One theory that people have is that one or both of you guys have made fake accounts before to comment on different threads online to defend yourselves from attackers. What is the truth? I don't think we've ever. I would put that on anything. Um, it's like that Justin Bieber song. I live my life right from by the source. I live my life from the source. I, I, I don't it's need not... to hear your perspective on things that are that are untrue. No, <laughs> like, yeah, I don't need to hear it. That's kind of how we feel about it. We're like. We know because like we are living our life in first person, you saying all these things about me online isn't going to make them true. And it's not going to make me stop to have to defend something that's not true. So I can't ever recall a time where I've made a fake account to engage. I might have like looked at things, but not I'm not engaging with these people. You guys have actually had CPS called on you multiple times. What the heck was that about? So twice. Twice is how many times they showed up to the house, Allie. I'm sure they've been called five plus times. I'm sure they've been called five plus times. Maybe. But I mean, showed up to the house from twice. what I know, they were required with, if a report comes in, they're required to check on it. So but why was it, why was CPS even called? Why were there reports made? What were they alleging against you about your children? So the first time was we on Easter, Emmy was wearing like a bunny outfit. And when your child is, this is getting a little graphic, but when your child is having blowouts in their diaper, you have to size up one. So even if it's not their real diaper size, you have to go up a size. So she was wearing a diaper that was one size too big. And so the way that the photo was, um, and I can show you this photo, it was like her her suit, it was a onesie. So the diaper was kind of like, looked puffy because it was a bigger diaper. Granted, I'm sure she had peed in it because that's what babies do. But we posted a photo and they were uh, immediately we were like getting comments like her diaper is too full you that need to change her baby. diapers poor baby like all this stuff so we didn't think anything of it at the time we were just like deleting the comments like oh yeah okay her diaper whatever so then a couple days later cps came to our house and was like we had a report that a child is sitting in dirty diapers so immediately what? it was like a light bulb went off and I was like, what? And is being unattended, left unattended on countertops? No, no, no. That was the second time. So John actually, this was right when the pandemic started. John was at the grocery store standing in line to get groceries and formula. Like, we're trying to get stuff for our family because we have no idea what we're in for. And I get this knock on my door. No idea. A woman with a clipboard and a badge. She says that she's from Child Protective Services. She's coming to check on a child who's been sitting in dirty diapers and I start sobbing like off the back because I'm like so confused. And like I said, I'm a new mom. Like, so I'm I'm just like, what did I do wrong? Immediately questioning everything. But when I realized that it was like a dirty diaper thing and I went back to that Instagram, I was like, this is what it is. I pulled up the Instagram photo. I showed her. I showed her our hate pages. My mom's an attorney. So I called my mom immediately because I was like, I don't know how to handle this. Mm-hmm. Um, she wanted to see where my child slept, look in my fridge, see my child and have to take a photo of her. It was so invasive. So invasive. I was like shaking and it caused so many problems, like just... Everything I was doing from that point on, I was like, we need to be careful. Like, I don't want somebody to call about this. I don't want somebody to do this. Like, I was just on a 12. And people would be like, you need to relax. You're doing nothing wrong. And so 
the second time it was around Christmas. I actually think it was the day before Emmy's first birthday. Um, they said that they needed to check on a child who had a, bu a bump on their head because she was left unattended and fell either from a counter or I want to say it involved the Christmas, Christmas tree. tree it was like she was climbing the Christmas tree and fell. I, I think that that's what it was. It was so stupid that I was like, you're not, no. Like, I was like, we've already done this. Like, you can't come in. I'm sorry, this isn't against you personally, oh, but I'm not doing this. You can tell someone from CPS who's coming to check on your kids they're not allowed in? No, they don't have a warrant to come into your home. Oh. So the first time I didn't know that, and obviously I'm, like, scared. I'm like, I, I think they need to come in and stuff. Second time, I was like, I'm not doing this with you guys. Like, this is so ridiculous that this is from random people on the internet. And I know people were like trying to speculate and be like, it was somebody who knows you. Guys, this was random people on the internet. Yeah, it's, it wasn't, it, it was 100% yeah, not like It was random people on the internet. It was not. So, I mean, they know that. We've like worked on pressing charges and stuff. Um, so. How did that feel just knowing that these random people were able to send a woman to your house, accuse you of child abuse. Why even post any more of your kids at that point? Because I feel like I'd be like, I'm done. Infuriating. <laughs> you have no idea. Like, as a man especially, you know, who's supposed to, like, protect his family from things of that nature, it's like we live in this digital age where people aren't held accountable for online harassment because that is full-blown harassment. Mm -hmm. And it's not someone I can go and confront. It's not something that uh, I can even prove who it is. Um, so I felt powerless and it was just, it was so incredibly infuriating because mind you, you know, we're in the midst of dealing with that after having a fallout with our family, trying to navigate, you know, becoming parents entirely by ourselves. And to add insult to injury, we're also having to deal with harassment on, on a scope that uh, people really can't imagine. Mm -hmm. You know, you might look from the outside and, you know, we get messages when we talk about it being like, that's horrible. But like, I'll give you an example. We recently, my brand signed an ambassador. And within a day of her signing with us, she started getting harassed. She broke down. Like it was yeah. so hard for her. She broke down and reached out to us and was like crying, was like, you know, like, I don't think I can do this. You know, they're threatening to come to the gym that I, I work out at, you know, to that degree. And I felt so bad for her and I felt so compassionate, so much compassion for her. But I was thinking to myself, this, this girl has no idea. This girl has no idea what it's like, like living on a day-to-day -day basis where I see people outside the house and one of my first thoughts is like, is this child protective service? Or someone's driving down the road and they're looking at us while we're outside a little too- uh, Intensely. Too intensely. I'm like, okay, like who is this? You know, like we're, we're low key a little bit paranoid all the time. I would be too. Definitely you paranoid. Know? I mean, the reason that we continue to share our kids is because why are you gonna let people who are just trying to bring you down like do just that? Mm -hmm. Like this is my family, this is my life. For me to, I know some people don't share their kids, but like that's, it, for me that's silly. Like I'm with them every day, I'm obviously gonna share them. Are you scared that one day they're gonna, your daughters are gonna be old enough to be like, mom, why did CPS come and check on us and that you're gonna have to explain all this? Not at, not at all. All of this has truly, Alex, it has made us so much closer as a family unit. Like that's the God's honest truth. Um, we've been through so much together. You know, we've been put through the ringer that uh, 
No, I, I, I'm open to having that conversation with Emerson or Callahan one day, you know, when they're old enough to understand what we, th- we went through and um, explain to them that we were never bullied into submission. And I, I genuinely think that's a big part of the amount of trolling that we receive is like, we don't give up. We're not going to be uh, bullied into submission and we're not going to be silenced. We're not going to not share our family, our views, you know, or different beliefs that we have because people disagree with them and want to, you know, do things. Um, so, no, it, it really has brought us so much closer. And, you know, my this is funny because my mom actually, I guess, and I didn't know this until I had Child Protective Services come to my house because it was just something that my mom was like, oh, this happened to me. What? Yeah, I grabbed my mom's curling iron when I was two. I think I was two and had a burn. And so my mom immediately took me to the doctor, obviously, while it was required that mm-hmm. if there was a burn or like there was certain requirements, the doctor had to report it for a child checkup. So they came to my house. My mom was like, obviously, it was like the most uncomfortable thing. She was really able to like empathize with yeah. me and like what I went through. Um, but yeah, like I didn't know about it. To, am I like, oh, my God, mom. And I like judge you. No, like, yeah, I, I know people whose kid have grabbed their curling iron. Like, thank God, that's something that I'm always so scared about. Yeah. <laughs> There are two types of people in this world, those that like their eggs cooked on a clean pan and those that like their eggs cooked in bacon grease. Your mouth is already watering, I know it. Personally, I'm a bacon grease egg kind of gal, and lately I've been obsessed with bacon from Moink. That's Moo plus Oink. They're a meat subscription company that gets their fresh, sustainably sourced meat and fish from small farms all across America. You customize your box that gets shipped right to your door, and one thing they do that is super unique is they send your meat with this gorgeous magazine with recipes and ideas that you can do with your Moink box. It's like bacon vogue. I love to see it, and I know you will too. Get access to the highest quality meat on earth and keep America farming by signing up at moinkbox.com slash fillover now and cute servatives will get free filet mignon for a year, but only for a limited time. That's M-O-I-N-K box.com slash spillover. That's moinkbox.com slash spillover. Has it ever crossed your mind that maybe could it be, you know, one of your estranged family members that's participating in these hate threads online? Or do you are you like, no way they would never do that? At least it's definitely strangers. I know it's not them. Because I know when a lot of it was going down, they thought it was me doing it. About yourself? Mm -hmm. About everybody. You know, when like the fallout first happened between us and then, you know, the different pages and whatnot came up, uh, there was like a conversation I had with Sydney, I think, after not talking to her for quite some time. And and Sydney is, there's three siblings. Yeah. There's your, Jesse is the oldest. And then is it Sydney Sydney and then you? Yeah. And I had a conversation with Sydney and she was like, why are you, you know, you saying these things on there? And I'm like, dude, I remember, you remember this being like, what are you talking about? They're saying terrible things about us. Why would I be creating the terrible things? Like, you know, so I I genuinely don't think that um, they would, like despite, you know, having some disagreements, it's evil. Those things are evil. Yeah. There's a difference between doing things that are mean or out of jealousy or, or you know, anger. But those things are evil. The, the, I'm telling you right now, I mean, and I am reading celebrity gossip pages and I'm reading 
Twitter fandoms and all. I'm doing this stuff all day long. This is my job is to know this stuff. I have never seen a darker place on the internet than the message boards and groups and whatever dedicated to hating you two. It is so vile. It made me, I genuinely started feeling physically ill reading it to prepare for this podcast. I told my one of my producers, I said, guys, this is so bad. And I'm just an outsider like reading it. I cannot imagine being you guys some days. I have had people tell me that they have left groups and gone to therapy because it made them turn into such a dark person, not even like just in the groups, but like in their outside life. Like they were in the groups and afterwards they felt like they needed therapy because of it. And they have gone to therapy. And that's not just one person. It's not just two people. I can think of three specific different conversations, but I know it's happened more than that. And it is. It's sad. That's part of the reason why I committed to myself. Like, you will not go on any of these pages or anything. Like, you will not look into this stuff because, just like you said, like, it is the darkest place on the internet. It really is. You couldn't convince me. You could not convince me. Me, Alex, we had crap mail to our house yeah. less than 10 days ago. Animal we had poop crap. mail to our house. You're joking me. Nope. That's serious. In a Ziploc bag. And That's you, know, you know what I have to do, Alex? Laugh. Yeah, you know, you want to know something? Like, okay. What else can I do? Look into whether or not we can sue them. Okay, well, the U.S. government already has an open lawsuit against the company that's doing this. Yeah, it you says know. that they're I'm sorry, like subpoenaing what? There's everything. A, there's a company sending literal sh- to people's houses? Yeah, yes. House, yeah. It's called, I think it's called like poop senders. But whose poop is it? <laughs> it's actually animal poop. Okay. Yeah. They can pick different animal poop. And I mean, who knows if that's actually what it is. We obviously didn't open the Ziploc bag that it came in. But yeah, we like looked into it um, and they already have like an open case with the U.S. government. And they're like subpoenaing all the purchases and everything. So uh, the week before that, within two days, we had Domino's Pizzas at our house. Twice. Twice. That was like for delivery pay at the door. Yep. No, that's super scary because you know what I what how I would take that? People think, oh, that's just nice. Somebody's treating you to pizza. No, to me, I see that that's as a, a very passive aggressive threat. I yes. know where you live. That's I how I would that's take it. That's 100% exactly. what it is. Yeah. You know, um, that's 100% what it is, which it's not as aggressive, but um, whew, Alex makes I hope you so guys have loads of it. firearms. <laughs> oh, oh, I, I, I paused and didn't say what I was going to say, but that's exactly what I was Good. thinking. Come, come to Good. my house. Come yeah. to my house. I'm going to say, house, like, please. you do not strike me, John, in any way, shape, or form as like a beta soy boy type. Like, I wouldn't want to F with you guys. I'm just saying, like, John so is like good. another level of... If the, okay, obviously not to like the troll stuff. He honestly could care less about that. But if there's like a direct situation, he is like another level of protective. Good. I mean, it's a great quality to have. It's very attractive. I, I think that people, you know, see me put on wigs and troll my trolls and think <laughs> that um, like I wouldn't take it to that place if something happened. But like, I, I promise you I would. <laughs> Don't so, let the wigs fool you. Some of the other Don't things. Don't let the wigs fool you. All right. So I want to try to go through these as quick as possible. All right. So for some reason, this is some kind of point of contention with you guys. Do you have someone who cleans your house? I don't know why yeah, this is. Yeah, we have a housekeeper that comes once okay. a week. Okay. I don't know why this is controversial. I don't I'm understand. I'm pretty sure it. I say that like all the time. Okay. That's what I thought. Um, Allie, you once described your insta- yourself on Instagram as unempathetic. Did you actually mean that? Um, unempathetic in the sense that I like, if, if like, okay, if John is upset about something, sometimes I just like don't 
what is the word? What do you always say to me? I think this is in the context of this is in regard to people who would say like mean and aggressive things towards us or you. And rather than you feeling bad for them or being like, it's okay because they're going through a hard time, you weren't empathetic towards them. I think that's what yeah. the context of this is regarding. And I agree with that. When when people are rude and mean and aggressive towards you, like yeah. do you do you um say, Oh, well it's okay because And I'm definitely a tough love kind of person. Yeah. Like if you're if something's going on in your life that you can actively change because you can make a choice to change something, but you're just complaining about it, I'm just not like poor you, I'm not gonna sulk with you. Like right. I'm like, let's fix the situation. So I think that's what it was. Okay. Did you guys ever fire your housekeeper for using your forks? Did we fire them? I don't think we did. We never did fire them. No, they just they nope. used our forks. Well, here's what happened. They sat down randomly. They never do this and had lunch and like used our bowls and our forks and everything. Didn't wash and, like, any of them. Oh, that I would fire and them too. And everything was like in the sink. But if you didn't wash it, I wouldn't fire care. Them. Well, yeah. I wouldn't care. First of all, if someone's cleaning my house or whatever, I don't care what you do. Use my toilet, you know, use my, if you make yourself lunch, whatever, but then you're there to like clean, so don't leave a well, mess. That and like, I'm just a little bit weird. Like, I, no one comes into my house to use any of my, like, eating utensils. Allie's a germaphobe. People don't know that about I am. Allie. Well, Allie's I said it. But, like, I don't like wet floors. Really gross me out. Like, public restrooms. I took Emmy to the restroom at the soccer field the other day. And I said to her, Emmy, this is disgusting. Do you actually want to go potty in here? And she said, no, it's disgusting. <laughs> it's disgusting. Yeah, it was so I cute. was like, it's okay. We can go at home. <laughs> and so she was like, okay. So, yeah, I just, no. <laughs> People have also accused you guys of abusing or neglecting your dogs. So. All the freaking time. It's so <laughs> what's, ridiculous. What, what's you, up with that? You, okay, we have two children. Two children that eat food, human food. Dogs can't eat human food. It's not always good for them. So when the children are eating, we'll put their dog, the dogs in their crate. This is a custom crate. This it crate costs nice. about $2,000 in 2017, which is like $65,000 in present day <laughs> True. <money>. Okay. <laughs> so, with uh, President Biden, yeah. It exactly. is $65,000 now. So in addition to that, dogs are crate trained. They oh, look yeah. at their crate as their home. They like being in there. It's how they um, become potty trained. You know, they're, they're den animals. They like being in their crate. So yes, occasionally our dogs are in a crate. And because of that, we're abusive. And because uh, they abusive. don't like that Charlie has shaggy like homeless dog fur. But that's because that is Charlie's fur. Like, I'm sorry, but Charlie, not beautifully put together like blue. Fur is not meant for that. Have either of you ever cheated on the other? John's cheated on me. In college, I yeah. cheated on Allie. Um, it's not an excuse <laughs> at all. But again, like... It's so long ago. Um, it's like we were... Alcohol involved, weed involved. Um, I, at that point, didn't think that I was going to be with Allie forever. When I did cheat on Allie, I told her immediately. It wasn't a, a kept it a secret. And she told out. I called her and told her immediately. Um, doesn't justify it. I would never condone cheating in any fashion. Um, but yes, that did happen in college. Was it hard for you to get over that with him and trust him again? Or or no, it took a while. Or it, it was easy. You know, I went two relationships with like being cheated on a lot. And I think with John, I was trying to figure out if it was going to be like a cycle. Like, is this going to be a recurring thing? But it wasn't. Um, and I just knew that. Like the fact that he told me right away and... It definitely took like building trust up again, but granted we we were like so early in our dating and he was away at college, like a thousand miles away. Like we kind of thought it was going to be a spring fling and it, or a summer fling and it wasn't. So it was hard at the time, but like 
God, I would never in a million years worry about this yeah. man stepping out on me. Like he seems pretty obsessed with you to me. <laughs> not yeah. even on my mind. So it's not an excuse for any of it, though. Like nothing that you just said is an excuse. I know, for it. but it's just, <laughs> it's just it's so long ago now. It's silly to even think about. And co- I feel like the context of not being married, young dating in college. It, I mean, we're dating like I'm talking, like we're less than six months dating, like. We only yeah. were together for like 30 days in person. Yeah. It just was all so like silly. Like, where are you even going to be together? Who right. John, some say that you can be or have accused you of being like controlling uh, and judgmental of other women's <laughs> bodies. Specifically, um. you have said that you never want Allie to fix her post baby body. So my question is actually for Allie. And that is, do you think that one day in the future... Maybe you will change your mind. You think, okay, I do want to get a mommy makeover or some sort of, you know, body makeover, whatever. And do you feel like you won't be able to do that because John had said this? Oh, God, no, 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 no. I think that that's taken completely out of context. I think that John just like really is accepting and like helps me to love my body because he loves me for me and like me, my body going through changes. Like I housed our children. I grew our children. Like he's so grateful for that. So I think that that's taken completely out of context, but I have implants and him and I have talked about on so many occasions, like obviously I'm going to have to get my boobs read on at some point. Um, And I probably will. Well, it kind of depends. Like I probably will get some lasers at the minimum for my stretch marks. I just have a lot of stretch marks now. Um, I don't ever foresee myself going through like a tummy tuck or anything like that. I'm not like a huge believer in like just surgery to like fix things that you can fix. So like obviously I can't fix stretch marks, but like I can lose weight myself. So I'm not trying to, you know, depends on like if I have all this saggy skin, maybe we would talk about it. But I don't see that happening. And if I did decide to do that, I'm not worried about him being like, no, because he doesn't care. In which case, you would definitely never do it and tell everyone never. that you exercise to look that way. Never. I've always That's said, thing. and I say that Come now. On. I'm like, if I ever get anything done, whether it's just a laser or something more, I will be honest about it. Like, yeah, I just don't care to lie. How does it feel when people say that your youngest daughter, Callie, seems underdeveloped or malnourished? I think they've said that about both Amy, of our kids. They, yeah, yeah, they said that about. At first, uh, it was terrible because I would I would literally say things to Allie like, "Is she does she weigh enough?" You know, yeah. you don't know because you're a new parent. But like, we're on our, our second child now. Now I'm confident enough to just be like, "Off, you have to edit this." That's all right. We'll be it. Yeah, you have to. But um, no, but yeah. but at first it was infuriating and it was scary. I'm like, "Are we doing this wrong?" Because I don't have mommy to call on the phone and be like, hey, is she okay? You know what I mean? And you're, are you talking about your mom specifically yeah. while y'all weren't talking? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, we could have called yours. I think we probably I'm did. I'm sure we did. We call my mom for like all the time for random stuff like that. But do I care? Not at all. Like, obviously, my kids go to the doctor. Your kids, when you have babies, yeah. they go to the doctor yeah. every like all the time. If my doctor was concerned, she would say something. Never has been. Not a single time. Oh. Will you guys ever have a wedding? What is really the holdup? People think that you guys are actually, you know, planning your separation, which is why you're not getting married. <laughs> Dude, this is the first time hearing it for us, too. This is the first time hearing it us for two. Oh, well, no. first off, she got pregnant twice. That kind of puts a damper on our ability to get married. 
Um, a pandemic happened, so there's reasons three and four why we didn't get married. <laughs> we are actively trying to plan a wedding now and like yeah, set an actual date. Yeah, I think I have a date, date that I want. I think I have a location that I want. For 2022? This year, yeah. Oh? Like, yeah. we keep saying we want to do it this Alex, year. you're invited. <gasps> Am I really? Yes, of course. Come on. Oh, my gosh, stop. I will, I will literally die. I, mean, I would just be so <laughs> honest. Yes, yeah. yes, please come. No, and seriously. I know for a fact that you and my boyfriend would get along so sure well. sure we would. I was going to ask yeah. you if you had a boyfriend. You do? Yes, I cool. do. And, yeah, I know you guys would get along. You guys remind me of each other so much. Like, same personality. Really? Yes. He's just as silly and outgoing as you. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, so it's, it'll happen this year. I mean... God, unless another pandemic happens. Right. Who knows? Please no. Don't say that. Please yeah. no. Okay, so you guys are openly conservative, which I really love. How has that affected you guys as influencers seeing, you know, obviously it's not popular to have conservative beliefs? We definitely get trolled for it. Significantly trolled for it. Um, you know, the left in general has pushed, made a big push for like closet conservatism where, you know, if you're a conservative, you better keep it hush-hush or you're a uh, racist, you are, um, you know, all the negative things that go hand in hand with being a conservative, right? So, and here's the thing, and I said this earlier, I think that, you know, you can't really go after somebody and say, well, I don't like them because they're conservative. You, right. You just can't really do that. That's not going to, like, fly with people. So I think that what happens is they they don't like us because we're conservative and then they have to like reach into all the other spots. So now we're racist and we're homophobic. And apparently I make fun of people with disabilities Which when my younger my sister has a disability. So I just don't I even understand that one. Um, but like they'll just reach into all the areas to try and have something to come after you for. And anything that they can leech onto, that's what they're going to hold and keep doing it against you. And I'm actually positive that that's what a lot of it stems from because somebody who like was in charge of one of our hate pages at one point she like told me she was like well i'm conservative and like i don't agree with the stuff that they say and like it's kind of hard because i'm putting them in the middle so it's like yeah it's just yeah a lot of it, a lot of it is they hate the fact that we're conservative so they make it about other things because you can't just say i hate them about you know because they're conservative but on that same token people support us so strongly because we're conservative yeah. like when i've had uh uh, conservative ideologies that I'd share taken down from Instagram. Um, I would get on Instagram and I would talk about the fact that they got taken down and make like a coupon code for strong and sexy fit that's related to if you're a conservative that's use smart. this. And people, the outpour of support. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah. Conservatives um, do want to support they other really conservative do. brands. They yeah. really do. They really do. Allie, you brought up your sister. Why is advocating for life so near and dear to your heart? Because my younger sister has Down syndrome and I just like terminating a pregnancy for a reason at all. Like there's just no reason to terminate it. Like you're going to love your baby no matter what. And that's my sister and I love my sister no matter what. Is she different? Yes. But like we have such a strong relationship and there's just I'm just such a firm believer. I mean, my thing is like I know people who have had abortions before and they always regret it. Um from what I know, but it doesn't make you a bad person. You just need to change your mindset. Like, that's just the way I look at it. Like, there's so, every baby can be loved and every baby's gonna love you back no matter what. That's true. How does it feel when you hear about other countries who have, I mean, like a 99% rate of babies with Down syndrome being aborted? I mean, there are some countries where hardly anyone with Down syndrome even exists. It's sad to me. Like, 
Sarah's so special. Sarah, the the death, I, I genuinely think there's a disconnect. I don't think people understand. I'm not saying this to say this. There's been times when I've been like in emotional turmoil and I have talked to Sarah about it. Mm. Sarah uh, understands. She's cognitive. She offers advice, you know. Um, loving. So loving. Silly, funny. Can get under my skin like <laughs> nobody else. Like will troll me sometimes. Does and it's she just ever, like, oh. Does she ever come stay with you guys and the girls in Houston like by herself or does she need to be with your mom always? No, she actually lives by herself in an apartment. Oh, um, cool. It's an assisted live. There's always somebody like in the basement. It's got different floors. Um, so there is somebody there if there was like a problem. But she has a roommate. She lives by herself. She like takes care of herself entirely. Um, cooks, all that. She has come to stay with us in Nashville, but she hasn't made it to Texas yet. Um she lives in New York. They have all these like weird rules about where you can travel and stuff. And yeah. she lives in housing that's like provided by the state um, disability thing. So she has to abide by their rules. <laughs> to your trolls who are listening right now, which you know some are. A million percent. Oh, Hello, ladies. They will all watch this. From all, your basement. They will all watch this. <laughs> yeah, under your bridges. What do you want to say to them? You go first. God, I've never even thought of what I would say to them because they're so far removed. Um, I don't know. Find something better. If you are this dedicated to me and my family, you can be dedicated to something that's going to make you money, make you happy. There's no <laughs> way that hating my family this much and putting that much dedication to it brings positivity into your life. So, I guess... Um... I would just say, uh, in some ways, genuinely thank you. <laughs> because um, as much as the drive to be successful is a motivating factor, um, me never wanting to lose to these people who have put my family through awful things drives me to want to be a better dad, a better husband, um, you know, more successful than anything. Um, so thank you for pushing me to be my, my best self. And also, like I've said on Instagram a million times, like you will never stop us. You will never stop us. We have been through the ringer through all of this and we will never let you uh, beat our family. Talk about your business, your supplement company, Strong and Sexy Fit. What do you sell? What's so special about this supplement company? Why should people buy it? I love Strong and Sexy Fit. So we started Strong and Sexy Fit, I think I mentioned, in 2017 as a fitness company selling eBooks. Um, one of our really pop. I just keep spinning in the chair. It's going to be so too. distracting. This is like comfortable. Um, yeah, yeah. Stop. Um, one of our most popular guides was the intermittent fasting guide, which basically taught people how to uh, intermittent fast. It was wildly successful. Um, I kind of grew up in the supplement era, right? So like when I was in high school is when pre-workouts started coming out and getting really mainstream and popular. So I was always fascinated by supplements. Um, I managed a GNC for a couple years and kind of got in touch with what people liked, what people didn't like, what worked, what didn't work. Um, and then in 2020, we launched our first product, which was our fat burner. Um, and the, the whole concept behind Strong and Sexy Fit is um, full disclosure labels, which I'm sure you've heard me say on Instagram before. Mm -hmm. We don't do any proprietary blends. You know exactly what you're getting in every single product that you're taking. And they're strong, effective formulas. Um, people make the joke often that I never graduated college, which you're correct. I didn't. Um, and I make I the didn't either. I, did you not? Really? No, neither did Charlie Kirk. Really? Wow. I make the joke, well, Elon Musk didn't go to school for rocket engineering, but he owns. All the uh, best people didn't go to college. Don't I, honestly, you know? I hate to say that, but in a lot of ways <laughs> it's true. 
But I did hire some of the best formulators, formulators to help me work on these products as well. So I'm not pulling out these formulas off of other companies' labels or out of my back pocket. I worked with some really big members in the supplement industry to create these products. Um, so they work extremely well. They work extremely well. And the reality is um, my contract manufacturer, he actually owns a supplement company himself, and it is wildly successful. Hmm. Um, and he recently became a partner with Strong and Sexy Fit. He actually bought equity for my company. Um, I don't know if I'm supposed to be sharing all this. He wants to remain anonymous because he knows how crazy our trolls are. Yes. Good he for knows, him. He's he, smart. Yes, smart. he knows how crazy our trolls are, so he wants to remain anonymous. But um, his brand is like front and center GNC right now. Like his brand is blowing up. And he sees so much potential in Strong and Sexy Fit um, that he's going to help us navigate uh, the retail side of things. So hopefully we will be in some stores at the end of the year. But speaking on our formulas specifically, there's a huge disconnect between people who are in the supplement industry and people who aren't. All the processes and steps that take place with quality control, it's so extensive. People have no idea. People think I just get on Instagram and like tell you to buy a product. You have no idea the work involved of making something that works as effective as our products really do. The quality control protocols that my contract manufacturer follow are to a T. And be, because of that, our products, people who even hate us, we said this on the yeah. other podcast we did, love our products. Really? Yes. Trolls who will, will buy our products with the intentions of returning them or filing fraud will try them and they will get hooked. They what? Like, they'll love the products. Oh, yeah. That's the greatest compliment we ever buying. received. We have literal trolls who buy my products. Who is the ideal candidate for using your old supplements? We have a, a wide range. We started off in 2020 with just a fat burner. We now have a non-stem fat burner. We have goddess hormone support product. We have collagen. We have a greens formula. We are working on nightcap. a nightcap, which I'm stoked. Ooh. This night, oh my gosh, so this good. formula is amazing. This formula is amazing. We do not spare expense for our products. We could have way less uh, quality ingredients and our margins would be way better, but we genuinely put great patented ingredients in our products. This Nightcap product is going to be amazing. Um, Goddess Hormone Support has been amazing for a, a variety of reasons. Um, so, so who could use the products if you're struggling with hormonal balances, if you want to lose some extra weight, if you want to replace your um, energy drink in the morning that's got Red 40 in it um, and need something to give you some more energy throughout the day, um, if you want thicker hair, um, Ooh, skin, hello. nails. Yeah, the collagen is amazing. I've been sold out of it for <laughs> yeah. like six weeks. I've been sold out of it. I'm getting harassed right now. What? If people are like... When is the collagen back? When is the collagen back? Yeah, where, like, so where can we find this stuff? What's the website? It is strongandsexy.fit. Yeah, strongandsexy.fit. Yeah, we have okay, great, great products. And yeah, we'll be restocking a lot of them here soon once we get supply chain issues sorted out. Thanks, <laughs> President Biden. John, you've said that you want to stay away from commenting on your relationship with your sister, Jesse James Decker. However, shortly after this huge public falling out and you know all i know is something happened basically for those that don't know something happened which is what you guys kind of keep private um where basically jesse's family your mom for a little bit and ali like you guys totally went estranged and then don't speak to each other anymore because of this big fight and shortly after this a stranger dm'd you wanting to know what happened you gave 
vague details, but at least a little bit of details. Um, and, you know, you have to know that anything you guys share, somebody can screenshot and share that publicly. So do you feel like in the moment you were just like, I, I want this to get out. I want there to be a little bit of the truth out at least so that people stop blaming Allie and I? Um, I don't know that we ever got blamed. I think people just wanted to know what happened. Yeah, I don't necessarily think we got blamed either. Um, and I don't even think like when it was happening, my mindset was, uh, you know, oh, I want the truth to come out. I think really what it came down to, Alex, was, you know, we were navigating all the other crap that we just mentioned before this. Um, in addition to that, you know, trying to navigate parenthood. And I was doing that entirely alone, entirely alone. Um, and I was so angry. When you received this DM asking what happened? Not even from the DM, just in general. I was so angry from what happened. You know, I, I still am. Um, when when Allie mentioned that like this might come up on the podcast, like ask her how my mood changed that night. I was in like such a stressed, anxious state because it was probably like the hardest period of my life ever going through um, all of that. As of right now, where do you stand with your relationship with Jesse? I don't talk to her at all. All right, so never before in the spillover history have we ever had a guest come back on to kind of give some more tea because there has been serious updates between the time that we actually recorded the episode and then the time that the episode is being released. So the whole first part of the interview that you just heard for Cute Servatives Listening, that was all recorded in early April. And so there have been significant updates in the last week for Allie and John. So welcome Allie and John back on The Spillover. Hi guys. So this is crazy. Tell us what all has gone down in the last week? So what you had told us when it came to your family was you just really weren't optimistic that there would ever be reconciliation, but then something went down on Mother's Day weekend. Yeah. Um, by the grace of God, and I really feel that way because, you know, when we did shoot the podcast, uh, I did not think there was a chance we would all be together in one room. Um, not a chance at all. Um, but I know my mom really wanted us all to be together for Mother's Day. And um, I, I really wanted to fulfill that wish for her. I really did. Um, and we were, and for her, for her birthday. I'm sorry, did I say Mother's Day? Yeah, it was yeah, for her birthday. For her birthday. Oh, okay. Birthday. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we're like, wait. <laughs> it was the weekend before Mother's Day. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. the weekend before Mother's Day. That's my bad. Okay, so in the last couple weeks then. Yes, yes, yes. Um so she wanted us to all be together for her birthday. And I was really on the fence uh, about going because I just didn't want to go. And then it'd be awkward. Granted, you know, some of us haven't talked in years. Um, but, you know, we decided to do that for her. And um, it, it was honestly amazing. It was amazing, not only for us, but for the kids as well. Like seeing all the kids play together was um it was really special. Ah, it was. It, it, it sounds silly to say, but it felt like a dream come true. Seeing all the kids play together. They're so, so loving and so good with one another. So um, it was really amazing to see. So what happened? You guys, you and Jesse, your sister, hadn't talked for years when you walked in. Was it just everybody's just cool and like you were able to be in the same room? Were there heart to hearts that happened? Yeah, there, <laughs> there definitely wasn't any like heart to hearts by any means. Um, 
And so like we were there a couple days prior to me, like actually seeing, uh, you know, Jess and Eric um, with Cindy, it was like, it, it was like, we right where things left off, you know, we were having fun, joking, being stupid. Like we always have historically together. Um, but it wasn't until like a couple of days after that, we actually saw Jess and it was just very um, cordial for the sake of my mother, I'd say. So right. <laughs> there was definitely no heart to heart. But you did speak to each other. You did acknowledge each other and say hello. Yeah. 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 Everyone was nice. Honestly, it wasn't like it was normal. It was fine. Yeah. It wasn't like everybody's all cracking up together, but it was just yeah, family getting together. Yeah. So does do you feel like this has now opened the door where you guys are going to start to be around each other even more? I think so. A hundred percent. I think honestly, that's the hope. Um, not even just like for the sake of um, us, but for the sake of our kids, because, you know, I don't want our little girls missing out on some amazing aunts and uncles and cousins. So I definitely think um, it's the start. Um, a lot of wounds, you know, are, are still left to heal. But um, I definitely think it's the start of something great. That's so awesome. I love a storybook ending, a really happy ending to all of that. And that's hard when yeah. you have, you know, family members that you're on the outs with. And that's just a really, really tough thing to go through, especially you guys going through that for a few years. So that wasn't the only exciting thing that happened, though, um, since we last talked. You guys did finally secure a date for your wedding. Yeah, yes, yeah, we, we did. did. We did. Surprisingly. Finally. Enough, finally yeah. Okay, so when is the wedding actually going to be and where is it going to be? So we're not going to give exact details. Um, okay. We're going to keep it a little bit secret. For the sake of nobody showing up. Yeah, right? that is just like... But everything. Alex, you're invited, obviously. Thank you. Yeah. It's like everything's so public. We want to keep a couple things to ourselves. But we're getting married this summer and it's going to be a quick turnaround. <gasps> oh, there's, <laughs> there's one of them. <laughs> Here well, you can go. you tell us at least, is it a beach wedding? Is it a church wed uh, wedding? Um, it's going to be outside. It's near a beach, but it's not on the beach. Okay. Hi, Emmy Grace. Emmy Grace has joined hi, us. Hi. hi. <laughs> so, okay. Can you say hi, Alex? Hi. <laughs> She's like, I have no idea who this girl is. That's all right. She's going to join us. Okay. Yeah. So the other things I want to know, now that you have then been around your sister and everything, um, and you guys may start being around each other a little bit more and more um, as time goes on between now and the wedding, will Jesse and Eric and their family be invited to the wedding? I'm going to invite them. Yeah. 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 I would like to invite them. I, I want to move past everything. I think everybody is. Um, and yeah, it's definitely the plans to invite them. Was there any correlation between the fact that you guys ended up uh, now kind of reconciling, being around each other, and then you just happened to a week later decide, okay, now we finally are going to figure out when our wedding is? Like, was did that kind of relate to each other? Not at all. Uh, which I can see as to how you would think that, but not at all. We actually did not plan on that because we didn't know. We were actually getting a wedding date figured out well before we knew that we were going to um, see everybody and see all the family together. So um, it, it really just kind of feels like God's plans, you know? Yeah. Well, I'm glad that you guys uh, hopped on real quick to give us an update because when I found out that this all had happened, I'm like, well, we can't put the episode out and not have some of this update. It's really like a nice little, you know, bow on top of this gift here. So thank you guys so much for coming on and Emmy for popping in a little surprise Hi. guest. 
<laughs> Bye, Alex. Thank you Thanks so much. For having us. Bye. <laughs> I never lie. I told you this episode was hot tea and I always keep my promises. You should know that by now. I actually love having influencer guests on the show once in a while, especially because it's like picking them out of their grid and personifying them for you. Whether you love Allie and John or hate them, you cannot deny that this was five orange juicy. Make sure you're subscribed to The Spillover and please leave a five-star review if you are on the edge of your seat for this. That is the only way I ask you really to support us besides sharing the show because this is a free show, but that helps us chart in the algorithm on Apple Podcasts. We are back, baby, next Thursday at 9 p.m. Pacific, Midnight Eastern on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, or you can watch the episode on the Politics YouTube channel. I'm Alex Clark, and this is The Spillover. Love you, mean it. Bye.